Hello, Warriors and Battle Buddies. Welcome back to A Battle Within, episode number 91. I'm Drew Neiman, and I'll be joined by my wife, Terry, the inspiration for the program, shortly. A Battle Within is about our life experiences and those of our guests living with and healing from traumatic brain injuries with an emphasis on post-concussive syndrome, otherwise known as PCS. The conversations are real raw and uncensored from both the warrior and the caregiver perspectives. It is our desire that this platform be a useful way to create awareness around the invisible injury, and we aim to help those in the battle, whether that is you, the warrior, or you, the battle buddy, by offering the stories and the resources we have found along the way in our own journey. Before we get into introducing the topic for today, let's talk a little bit about Instacart. Warriors and battle buddies, you know we've spoken about Instacart in the past and the convenience of having groceries delivered right to our front door. Well, I'm happy to say that Instacart now has an offering for a Battle Within listeners where you can get free delivery on your first order. If you struggle like Terry does with the crowds, the noise, and the fluorescent lighting in the grocery stores, this is a no-brainer. Pun intended. Instacart can deliver in as little as one hour and you can shop multiple stores on one order, including the big box stores and pharmacies. They even highlight deals to help you save money while working through placing your order. Be sure to click on the link in the episode notes to let Instacart know we sent you their way and to support the program. Instacart, never step foot in a grocery store again. Okay, today Terry and I are going to bring up something that may be considered a little controversial. The question we are asking today is, is it a mental disorder or is it actually a natural response to circumstances? This question grew out of an article written and published in Forbes magazine in August 2020 based on a study conducted at Washington State University by two PhDs. Let us know your thoughts after you listen in. And remember that Terry and I, we are not medical professionals. We are offering our own experiences, perspectives, and information we have learned via our own research along the way. Okay, let's get after it with Terry. Hello, Terry Neiman. Hello, Drew Neiman. Today, I would like to talk about something that may be a little bit intense and controversial. All right? Okay. Uh-oh. No, you're not going to cry, I promise. Okay. Don't worry about that. You won't cry. So what I want to talk about is the fact of it may be a mental disorder or is it an adaptive response? Okay. All right, I'll get to what I mean by that mm-hmm. in a minute, okay? An article was published in Forbes magazine here recently, this last past August, which points to a study suggesting that mental disorders such as depression, anxiety, and PTSD may not be real, that they are just adaptive responses. They speak to ADHD as well, but for the sake of this discussion, we will leave that one aside. Got any initial thoughts on this, Terry? I mean, it is pretty prevalent in the TBI world, these things. I could see emotions following from situations mm-hmm. and how people deal with it and their capabilities. And that can actually change their capabilities depending on their overload. So I can totally see this. Okay. 
When you say see this, what do you mean? I that is, is a response? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit. And as we dig in, you can offer some more perspectives, all right? Mm-hmm. You ready to go? Yeah. All right. Let me start off with the ever popular disclaimer that we are not doctors. <laughs> We're just exploring here, right? Also, obviously, I will link up the article in the show notes. So if you want to dig a little deeper later on, you could do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here we go, Terry. The article is called Researchers Doubt That Certain Mental Disorders Are Disorders at All. So it's a direct and straight to the point type of article. And the actual opening of the article starts with, what if mental disorders like anxiety, depression, or post-traumatic stress disorder aren't disorders at all? Mm-hmm. The next question slash statement is this. With a thorough review of the evidence, they show good reasons to think of depression or PTSD as responses to adversity rather than chemical imbalances. These are some pretty bold questions that they're asking and statements right off the bat. And what do you think? That being, I think that if that being the case, then when we're looking at pharmaceuticals to affect the chemistry, mm-hmm. we shouldn't be. We should be looking at ways to handle situations. Like more natural and Giving coping skills. tools for coping skills, okay. right. Yeah. At first, you don't necessarily disagree with these statements based on your own experience. So, Drew, sometimes I feel when I'm on overload, that's when you're going to see problems with my depression and other things, kind of snowballs and compounds and gets to the point of like, that I can't do it anymore and I can't take it. So that's why I'm thinking, yeah, I need to find... Maybe something constructive to do and, you know, release in some way. And you know already that I don't, I'm not going to say believe in pharmaceuticals because I think there's always there's exceptions in place for it, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like it should be our first answer to anything and that I think that we should get to root causes. I'm, I am all about that. Yes, you are. And that's a fair point. And frankly, my, that's my belief system too. Mm-hmm. It's okay to be part of the process and to getting to the solution, but it is not the solution in of itself. Yeah, and it can't always be our first thought. Mm-hmm. I agree. Or, for, for, or first, uh, what? and I'm putting air quotes around this, solution. Right. So the folks who wrote the study, Terry, say the conditions are not medical at all for a couple of reasons. Hmm. One reason is that from 1990 to 2010, so it's a 20-year span, wow. There has been the same level of global depression, despite the significant increase in prescription antidepressants and the worldwide disorders are stable at 1 in 14. So, therefore, if they are working, we wouldn't need them as much. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you, are you sure you didn't write this study? You're <laughs> just spot on here, based on what I, they found I, out. <laughs> I used my um, oils on my brain. Okay. All right. I kissed my brain. So with that being said- You better take that out. Yes. (laughs) I'm not taking that out. It's brilliant. That's going to be the quote for the week. (laughs) No. Yeah. I'm only kidding. It won't be the quote for the week, but I won't take it out. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So do those numbers surprise you at all that they're exactly, basically exactly the same than they were that 20-year stretch? Despite all the pharmaceuticals, honestly, no. Okay, because I I'm not trying to badmouth pharmaceuticals, but I'm not a believer in them for the most part. Not on this realm. 
Unless it's like a dire thing, right? Yeah. So I don't want to get in trouble for saying it because I know there's exceptions to everything. And there's some people like, you know, that they need it. They need it. I'm not arguing that. And I don't want to get into it. It's any just of that. something to consider. Right. Like I said earlier, we're not mm-hmm. doctors. And it may be somewhat controversial that we're talking about this topic, but yeah. I do think it needs to be discussed. And if nothing else, maybe people start asking questions, right? Yeah. Dig, you're, a, you're not, dig right. deeper, maybe. Right. Dig deeper and do what's best for them, but at least start asking questions. Now, I'm curious about your experiences, and I just, too. I just wonder how, why are so many people chemically imbalanced? Why is it that we would be given these bodies that should be the kind of miraculous, mm-hmm. and if treated properly, should work well? And there shouldn't be all these imbalances. But if not treated properly, then we would have these imbalances and issues. So there's like a catch-22 there, in a sense, because if it wasn't an adaptive thing and it wasn't imbalance. Why is there an imbalance? Right. And how do you get to the imbalance then? Now, Dr. Kristen Syme, I hope I'm saying her name right, one of the authors of the article said that there are adaptive responses and the labeling of the conditions actually makes it more difficult and that the solution is not necessarily fixing the dysfunction in the person's brain, but fixing dysfunctions in the social world. It's a pretty big words there. What say you on that front? Yeah, that's incredible. So would you be able to name the symptoms so they can address? I don't know. If you're Tell not, us about if your you're experiences. Not, yeah. If you're not giving the label, yeah. then what do you do? You go in there and say, look, this is what I'm struggling with. And then they say, well, what can we do to fix your, your social settings and your way you adapt? Huh? Right. But like a label also kind of like bags. It almost like makes an excuse for some people. I have this, so I get a mulligan. Right. At times, people. Oh, yeah. And I have this, so I take this. Right. And it's like almost, and I I hate to say it too, because I don't want to be that way either, but almost like an excuse. Right. Or like an out instead of sitting there going, okay, I have something I have to address for real. I I don't really have anything to work on. Right. There are some possibilities in all this. And that's kind of what the article is arguing. It's very interesting to me because I think of people and myself that are struggling and I think. So I know I have things to work on. And I know anybody has things to work on. And how about it if we actually really did a lot of work towards, I don't know, better directions for ourselves? Not directions. What's the word I'm looking for? Make better, maybe solutions. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to know from your experiences too, because what happens a lot in the TBI PCS community is that it's not like a slow burn to get to these places where you become depressed or or maybe have PTSD that's like a slow burn to get there, right? It's very abrupt for lots of people. Like you had no tendencies whatsoever about being depressed at all prior to your last brain injury. Right. So it's literally like flipped a switch for you. So your experiences, you can have the ability to talk about the before and the after very clearly, where maybe lots of people don't have that ability. Mm-hmm. So do you think there's validity in the points that I've told you? Do you think that the tendencies for you to have anxiety and depression, for example, have come out just purely because of the TBI? Or is it a coping mechanism or an adaptive response, as the article says? What's your experience has been like? What do you think? You know, I'm so conflicted because I do feel like it's from the injury and injured brain. I do. But I do feel 
that things have changed so drastically for me that it could be an adaptive response issue because my life went upside down. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Yep. So you're, for your own personal experience, you're kind of seeing it the way that the folks in the study are seeing it. Yeah. I had never considered it before, but I can see it. Okay. Now, we've spoken a little bit to the fact that we're not believers in pharmaceuticals and, and, and all the cover up, but they do have a place, right? You know, and they help you along the way, right? Or where it's appropriate. Uh, we've spoken about this from time to time in previous episodes. And maybe for the folks who haven't heard the previous episodes before, can you give us some specific things that you have done to help yourself with the depression and the anxiety that's not related to pharmaceuticals? Yeah. So okay. a big game changer for me was medical marijuana. That's one. Another thing I feel that really helps my mood is to get out in the sun and move and to connect with people, you know, connections. Even to- in COVID. Yep. Okay. I even did virtual connections. Mm-hmm. But it's very important to connect. But I also think it's very important to, to connect with nature too, not just people. For me, a lot of it was being around my pets, very therapeutic too, and being around supportive people like yourself, Drew Neiman. But like people that really, I could it just be all right to just fall apart around and just feel like they're just there with me, uh, being there for me. Okay. So sometimes you just need to have a good cry, you know? Do you think it's also managing the overload, making sure you don't do too much where you get to the point where it's bad? Yeah, you really get to be a a student of your own symptoms and injury. Like, oh, I know exactly what's going to happen. And if I do this, this, and this, this will happen after a while. At first, it's like, wow, what the heck's going on? But after a while, you begin to, I'm not going to say study it, but know it. And know triggers and know how to pace your life so to speak right that's what i'm getting at yeah mm-hmm. yeah because there's times where i'm like terry you're going to do too much today no i'm fine drew i'm fine and then the next thing you know 10 hours later you're shot and then sometimes even the day after <laughs> even still this yeah it's just so driven and i want to do this and i got to do that and you end up kind of <laughs> running yourself into the ground yeah um, yeah. Now, what do you do? I mean, like the anxiety, right? Like sometimes, and that's when you seem to have the most anxiety. So like when you're worn yourself out, it's not necessarily depression. It's more anxiety based where you kind of get wound up and everything's bothering you and you're antsy and. I go you know. back to all my natural stuff. Yeah. Literally, so I, us, I yeah. do, I, you know, essential oils. I do do that. And I might put some into my hands and ones that are like grounding and soothing for me, bring me some peace and. I just might breathe them in slowly, just let thoughts come and feelings come and address them as they're going. And it helps me to release and calm. So I will do that. I will do my, the medical marijuana. I will do just almost chilling out. Also, I love my biomat, which has negative ions, which if you don't know, water has negative ions, which uh, lifts your mood. So I'll sit on that. And it has far infrared light, so that helps with pain. Because when I do too much, I I actually get chronic pain too. I mean, deep pain everywhere. So I will sit on that, and that will help. Just unwind and stop, and self care. Maybe even just a cup of tea. Just something that I feel like isn't this nice? Isn't this special? Look what I'm doing for me. I guess that's a shout out to Sarah there about the cup of tea. 
you know. Yeah. <laughs> the cuppa, the cuppa tea. A cuppa tea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, listen to a book on audio book. Audio book. Yeah. Just get away from the stressors. Yeah. So, aside from that, these are all strategies. What do you do, kind of, in emergent situations? Like, if you don't, you're going to melt like the Wicked Witch of the West. What do you mean? Like, these are strategies you do when you like you feel it coming on, yeah. and you know you're not in a good spot, and it's kind of going downhill. What do you do when you are in that bad place to try to lift yourself out of it, whether it's anxiety or depression? Oh, literally, I need to go to. I definitely need to go higher on the THC because it lifts the mood. On the medical uh, marijuana, on medical marijuana, like I definitely need that. Okay, that's at what that I'm getting point, at. Yeah, because if I'm Heading into a depression or in the depression, it will lift my mood. Right. That's, you know, how to get out of the hole is the yep. questions I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really about the medical marijuana first and foremost. Does rest have anything to do with it and from your perspective? Oh, absolutely. So if I'm not getting adequate rest, stress could do that because it could keep you up. I will feel that everywhere. Chronic pain, fatigue in the brain and in the body. Easily irritable, more emotional. So sleep is critical. Did you like this topic? It's interesting. It's a different perspective, way of thinking yeah, about things. Yeah, I mean, I can see it, and I would like to delve into it more. I think we can all learn more adaptive strategies for our emotions and stressors and things that bring us into low moods. Well, as we... Look to wind down for this episode, Terry. Or, I'm sorry, or yeah. anxiety or anything else that you mentioned. Because not you said PTSD, anxiety, and depression. depression were the yeah. big things that we were talking about. Yeah. The study also spoke to ADHD yeah. a little bit, but for the sake of this program. I mean, I think not- strategies are always a good thing. I do too. You know? And the thing is too, I just want to say this, like if, yeah. they, if somebody is on pharmaceuticals, they could still do this too with get the strategies and- Learn to adapt and then maybe... We know off. We, yeah. Any final thoughts, Terry, before we shut it down for today? Nope. No? All right, folks. There you have it. Our little topic about is it a response or an actual condition. So hopefully you found some interesting uh, tidbits here in the conversation and maybe get you thinking a little bit. Well, you keep battling, folks. We'll see you next time around. Say goodbye, Terry. Bye, folks. All right, notes and resources for this episode are available at abattlewithin.com backslash 091. Connect with us at abattlewithin.com and on Facebook and Instagram at abattlewithin. If you would like to be featured on the podcast or know someone that you think should be, please reach out to us in the same places I mentioned a second ago. You can also leave a voice message on our recorder on the homepage of the website if that's your preference. Got any ideas for episode topics? Reach out with those ideas as well. If you like what you're hearing and want to support the program, the best way to do that is to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcast, even if you don't use it to listen as your platform. It helps us to get into more ears. Links to do so are in the episode notes. Be sure to check out our Battle Within swag shop on the website at battlewithin.com backslash swag. Until next time, for those healing, show yourselves some grace. For those who know someone healing, show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Keep battling, folks. Bye-bye.